The Fascination of Chemistry, Vaka's Audio Magazine. A warm welcome to the 11th episode of our podcast. Once a month, we explore the exciting world of chemistry. This time, the focus is on culture, specifically 12 busts of Roman emperors. Once again, chemistry is naturally involved whenever solving complicated problems is concerned. Recently, restoration work was completed on 12 impressive busts, which can be admired in the Hirsvogelsaal Hall of Nuremberg's Tucher Palace. This work of clay and plaster has remained unchanged for centuries. The originals of the busts date back to the Renaissance period. They were lost, however, in the turmoil following World War II. Consequently, a copy was to be made of each of the bust replicas for safekeeping. In order to make a mold for reproducing the plaster originals, silicone mold-making compounds from Wacker were used. These precisely reproduce even the finest details, have excellent workability, are light, stable, and of lasting durability. Not only does Nuremberg have imposing castle fortifications to offer, buildings from Nuremberg's era as a free imperial city have also been preserved. One example is the Tucher Palace, virtually destroyed in 1945, but since then rebuilt. In 1534, the wealthy merchant Leinhard Hirsvogel had a magnificent annex built. Twelve busts of Roman emperors stood there in the past. These twelve life-sized, half-length sculptures have now been replicated. We spoke with a sculptor, Anke Olcher, about this, who, along with her colleague, Olaf Bieber, created the busts. Exactly where are they now? They are in the Hirsvogelsaal Hall on the grounds of the Tucher Palace, a museum in Nuremberg. The Hirsvogelsaal Hall was built around 1530 by a merchant as both a bridal gift and a banquet hall and ballroom. It was adorned with the works of renowned artists of that period, such as a ceiling fresco by Georg Pench, a pupil of Dürer. The busts of the emperors came later, though, after the merchant had died. Toward the end of the 16th century, an aristocratic family had the busts displayed in the Grand Hall. During World War II, the Tucher Palace, along with the Hirsvogelsaal Hall, was destroyed. It was indeed possible to rescue the priceless furnishings from destruction. They had been safely relocated in the nick of time. Yet the twelve imperial busts could no longer be found. The reconstructed Hirsvogelsaal Hall opened to the public in 2000, just in time for the 950th anniversary of the city's founding. However, the imperial busts, clearly an integral part of the overall hall ensemble, are still missing to this day. A decision was then made, in consultation with the State Conservation Office of Bavaria, to commission new sculptures of the emperors based on the historic originals. The original Renaissance busts had apparently been relatively freely modeled according to different archetypes. Little importance was placed on true resemblance back then. Just a few photographs of the hall exist, in which the Renaissance busts are barely discernible. Reconstruction was therefore difficult. 
one could just as well have created completely new likenesses of the emperors. So where did Ms. Ulcher come up with the exact renderings of that period? Did she have to travel to Italy to visit various museums in Rome, Naples, or Florence? No. Fortunately, many castings of the antique originals existed in the Antiquities Collection in Erlangen. There, Miss Ulcher and Mr. Bieber repeatedly studied the heads and were even able to take them to their studio sometimes. They had the old photos available too. Accurate archetypes were only available for nine of the emperors, however, and three of them were just tiny representations on coins. That was the greatest challenge, to completely recreate a head that resembles the image on a coin. Ms. Ulcher explains that, although it was the greatest challenge, the resultant leeway gave her the most fun. How did the artists divide the work between them? Anka Ulcher primarily did the casting work and modeled seven of the emperors. Olaf Bieber modeled five. They didn't work together on a particular emperor. Instead, each of them worked on separate models. Ms. Ulcher then added final touches to some of them. What craftsmanship or techniques are involved in making a bust? In the first step, the busts were modeled in soft clay, including all of the details. Then, molds of the busts were cast. This is done using the lost mold process. Two plaster shells are constructed. Two outer plaster shell halves are placed around the clay. When the plaster shells are opened, they form a negative mold of the original. A separating layer, for example soap, is applied and the mold is refilled with fresh plaster. Once the two halves are joined together, the outer shell is chipped away. Hence the term lost mold, because the shell is destroyed in the process. This results in a plaster version of the bust previously modeled in clay. It must then be touched up and refined. As just this one bust remains, it isn't possible to reproduce it. That is why a silicone mold is made, so that multiple copies of the imperial busts can be reproduced. And how is a silicone mold made? First, a plaster bust is placed halfway in a bed of clay. A very thin layer of silicone, which captures all the fine details, is then applied to the exposed half. Next, a firmer layer of silicone is applied on top to stabilize the silicone. This is finally encased in plaster to provide support for the mold. Because silicone is soft, it needs a firm framework around it. This process provides two silicone mold halves that can then be used for further casting. Thus, the silicone must first exactly replicate the original clay bus, then precisely transfer the identical shape and details to the plaster which is subsequently further processed. Obviously, high demands are placed upon the silicone. It must capture all of the details and be free of any air bubbles. A mold-making compound from Vacker's Elastosil M product line is used for this purpose. How long did it take the artist to finish all 12 busts? Ms. Ulcher found that difficult to determine because the time required for each emperor varied. She was better able to identify with some heads than with others.
The artists refined their approach as the project progressed, continually gaining speed toward the end while perfecting their technique. The entire project took three years to complete, albeit with a few lengthy breaks in between. The protracted endeavor and meticulous approach paid off, however, thanks to the joint efforts of craftsmen, scientists, and administrators of this public heirloom. The Herzvogelsaal artworks, thought to be lost forever, were able to re-emerge in their former splendor. That's all for this month from the fascination of chemistry. You'll find more information on the internet at www.vacker.com/podcast. Tune in next month. Until next time. Vaca, creating tomorrow's solutions.